Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. You guys are 0 for 2 from 3 in the second quarter. Is there Wasn't this the opponent where you asked me if we shot too many threes, like game no, four of the yeah, year? Philadelphia. Full circle, huh? What a beautiful moment. Yeah, circle. <laughs> and next, I'm going to ask about Mac, Maxie's uh, <laughs> shooting. When you, when you go 0 for 2, do you, do you come to a realization that we're not going to win this game with threes? Like, is that hard to accept? Like, no, I win think this it, game with threes? That's a good question. No, I just think every game is going to present a different challenge. And so when you're looking at that sharp margin, you have to ask yourself, okay, why and how are we going to attack and defend at that level? And so um, I don't want to get into a box where, like, and we've never said we have to win doing this. That's never been stated. We always take what the defense gives us. We're one of the best teams at, at doing that. And that's kind of the, our offensive philosophy is take the best shot and find the best shot. May not have said it in as many words, Joe, but he did say the three-point attempt is the most important shot in basketball. So I think it was implied. And we do a lot of talking about the Celtics and their shot selection. Uh, for more on this, we're joined on the Harbor One Hotline by Brian Scalabrini. Makes his weekly appearance here on Jones and Mego. No Arcan today. He's brought to you by Shots and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh, and by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow. Scal, how are we doing this week? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're doing great. I, I was somewhat encouraged, maybe even more so than Mego last night, about their shot selection. You know, they only made five threes, but they only took 22. And when a team is, you know, basically daring you and running you off the three-point line, I like that the Celtics are willing to beat teams in other ways. Can, can we trust that they'll do that when it really matters in the playoffs? Like, if a team does that to them in the postseason, can we trust that they'll do that? Was that a sign of that last night? It's been a sign of that all season. They had to... They go back and forth with the greatest offense in NBA history at 120.1, 120.5. So, I mean, don't we out now think with this team, with the addition of Holiday roaming the dunker or Chris Porzingis posting up, that they have so much more offensive balance than they did in the past? Like, can we put to bed the offensive team in the past? Why do we I, – I, I understand. I understand. 
you have to remember what happened two years ago in the finals and what happened last year. How exactly. Lived and died by the three. You have to think about that. But we got two incredible additions. And Derek White is playing. And by the way, I think you were the one driving home to me. Derek White, Derek White, Derek White last year. Yep. Now he's the guy. Like everyone, we have the best decision makers as a, as a, I, I call our six guys are the best decision makers of any six guys in the NBA. So I don't, I don't, I don't think that if the defense, like we play Indiana, Indiana is a hard, we're going to take away threes. We're going to give up twos. We're going to try to outscore you. And by the way, their offense is really good as well. But I have a feeling we could score 64 points in the paint and get 34 free throws if we have to. So I'm wondering with last night's game, in particular is a jumping off point, but I think we've seen it a couple of times this season. Uh, Kristaps Porzingis said something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing, that, hey, there's, you know, they were playing defense in a way that it could have been a lot of fouls called. How do you think this team has embraced the challenge of maybe some less talented? I think we might have lost him, Megan. Oh, we just lost him. Yep, he didn't like your oh, question. Oh, dang. <laughs> he was like, I don't hear from Porzingis. Yeah, he's like, I'm out. He's like, I thought we were going, talking three-pointers. Maybe going through a tunnel? <laughs> Could be. I was talking to uh, my wife on the way home from uh, Quincy earlier today, and yeah, I, I, I went through the tunnel. I lost her, so it could be was that. Was she checking on your hair? Uh, she was. She be said, uh, She said, did your hair? No, she, I, that wasn't her question whatsoever. She was just like, are you coming home to take out the dog? And I was like, no. Uh, but what was your question? We I have, think we uh, have him back. We have Scal back on the line. I'm Sorry. back. Chris, okay. thing is where I, we left off. Yes, okay, so Porzingis basically said, like, the way that, that the Sixers were playing defense last night, there could have been a lot of fouls called. It seems like there's this theme of teams that are missing guys or maybe just even less talented are m- trying to muck it up for the Celtics. Do you see that as any kind of uh, thing that could become a serious frustration in the playoffs, especially with less talented teams in the East that they might go against? If you just look historically, like I know I just said, let's look forward and let's not look back, but historically there's, there is this combination. This combination is incredible shot blocker, right, and a team that gets really physical and handsy with you on the perimeter. That, conversa- that, that combination has hurt us in the past. Now, this year you could use like the Philadelphia 76ers with Embiid, I thought the Denver Nuggets did that to us. I thought the Golden State Warriors did that to us. And I thought the Minnesota Timberwolves did that to us. So there has been a few teams that get really physical on the perimeter. And I call it handsy. Handsy is different than physical. Physical is like um, they use their body. Our, our teams are like swipe. The teams that, that give us trouble, our teams are swipe. They use their hands. They slap down at the ball. I think P.J. Tucker, when he played for Milwaukee as a defender, like those type of players – so that has been a problem for us, but so far we've been just okay against that type of defense. But I feel like we're better suited or if they switch and we can go inside and there's more driving lanes on the perimeter than what we were when we were playing five out. We're talking to Brian Scalabrini. Uh, he joins us here for our weekly chat on Jones and Mego on WEEI. Let me ask you something, Scal. This has nothing to do with the Celtics. I'll just preface it. We've been talking a lot today about the Patriots and how poorly they did in the NFLPA's second annual team report card. You know, so 1,700 players were surveyed, and they talk about things like facilities, weight rooms, uh, how the players' families are treated. I'm just curious from your experience in the NBA, like how much do players take notice on a road trip or, you know, playing for various teams? How much do you take notice of things like facilities, uh 
locker rooms, how they treat your family. Like, I'd imagine that's something that players talk extensively about, and I would imagine that's something that matters quite a bit to players at the end of the day. Well, I, I don't know your situation. Are you married? Yes. Okay. If your wife complains about something, is it like a big deal? Uh, if my wife does? I'm being honest. No, I mean, I'm it, being honest. It depends. If your wife complained like, this is, this, this is unacceptable, doesn't it become a big deal to you? Oh, yes. I mean, it, I mean, at some point, I'm going to tune her out. But, yes, in general, yes. It, it would, it would yeah. be something that I have to hear about and deal with, which is yes. So, I don't, I'm sure, like, players don't care about the, uh, the, um, the food in the food room. It's at minor cost to, like, to do all that stuff. I'm not sure the Patriots philosophy on that stuff. I'm really not. I don't know. But I just know that usually, like, there are some people that are really outspoken about, like, the players' families and what they need, what they get, and taking care of them and all that. And they don't – every team doesn't want the player to be upset at the team, no matter what. That is relatively new – since I got in the league, it started changing, and it's like at its highest point right now. So, Scout, uh, looking at some of the games that are coming up, you've got the Warriors, you got the Nuggets, and you got the Suns, and that's all in about a week, one week span. We keep talking on our show about the teams out west and who you might see in the finals, and how scary the talent is out there. When you look at those three matchups, who scares you the most? for the matchup for the Celtics? Easy, Nuggets, Nuggets. They got the guy. Like, that dude is so hard to stop. You can't double him. He can operate at the low post. He can operate at the high post. He can hit you for three. His two-man game with Murray at the end of a game is incredible. So they, they, they have the guy. So I would think, to me, the Nuggets are the scariest team out west. Now, I get it. Like, we've had our trouble with the Warriors in the past, so I get that side of it. Um, you know, they, they can do some things. They're playing better basketball. But when I look at when we go to the finals, it's like it's the Nuggets. That's the team that – and we don't – at this point, we have Porzingis, we have Al Horford, but typically you don't have a pretty good, a good answer for Nikola Jokic. The whole entire NBA over the course of a seven-game series – it doesn't seem like they have an answer for Nikola Jokic. It, does it blow your mind at all? Like, I, I still feel this way watching Jokic, and I now acknowledge I, I was resistant to this, but I now acknowledge he's the best player in the league. But he just, he looks like a sack of mashed potatoes out there. Like, I, st- I still don't get how he's the best player in the sport. That still boggles my mind. Yeah, I think if you if you spend a lot of times in gyms, like working kids out and, and working like players out, you'll know, like, the, the the best players in the world, the best players in the world can move their bodies through contact. So he can put his body on you and he can dictate where you need to go. The, the, like some of the players that really could struggle in the NBA are the players that have a really hard time of playing through contact. Jokic is the best. He likes contact, initiates contact. He can pin you with contact and he can make plays out of it. He's never overwhelmed by that contact. So, so there's a lot of things that come into play with that. But if he was soft, like he couldn't move with, with his shoulder on your chest, he would not be the best player in the world. He'd be far from it. But the fact that he literally does not care if you were on his body and he can move you around and take you underneath and, and shoot a jump hook right over you like you're not even there, that is really Scow? Oh, man. Is he coming back? Scow's going into the dead zones. Yeah, he might be going into the dead zone. Man. I had a really great question for him next. What was it? 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got to get him back. Honestly, though. that's the best answer I've heard on Jokic. Like I ask this all the time. I'm like, how is he? How is he dominant? Okay, I'm sorry, Scal's back. Uh, Scal, I I think that that's a great answer on Jokic because I've wondered that. I I've not heard that answer specifically. Mego had a question for you though. Okay, yeah. Scal, real quick. Um, because guys like Jones had very little respect for Jokic until yes. he finally won the championship, Correct. even though he had MVPs. Uh, how much would it elevate Tatum's status? league-wide uh, for other media watchers and everything when he wins a championship? Yeah, I think you're you're in a different category. And he's been there a lot. He fell short a lot. I don't – I know it's like it has nothing to do – this season has nothing to do with whether you win a championship it's a regular season award. But it's just it's not how the media works. If, if Tatum wins a championship, if he dominates the finals the way that he could – then yeah, like Tatum would be considered a very different player moving forward. And I get, and I have experienced this when teams do well or players do well in the finals, they come back and they're even on a completely different level. So I think the championship is serious validation, but I also think that Jason Tatum would be a different player if the Celtics go on and win a championship this year. All right, he's Brian Scalabrini. He joins us each and every Wednesday here on Jones and Mego on WEEI. Scal, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, sounds good. See you. All right. Brian Scalabrini, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One hotline. Where do we think he's driving right now? Because we've caught him on the tractor before. You yeah, know, like he's, he's losing service. I mean, he Where was definitely in the world in the car. is Brian Scalabrini? My, my headphones have not worked well all week, uh, not to go full baby NFL player, but my headphones have not worked well all week. That came through very clear that he's, uh, he's clearly driving somewhere uh, beyond him dropping a couple of times. But look, the Jokic answer, I think, is good. All right, fine. He might not be in the best shape. But contact doesn't bother him. Okay, good. I can wrap my head around that. I'm also happy that he's giving me credit retroactively for my Derek White take. I'm he happy remembers. About that. That, he you does were remember. Early, that, you were early on that. It was a tough one to back at the time, but I think this entire show is saying, well, Derek White was so good that one week Marcus Smart was out. He ended up winning Defensive Player of, of the Week. Yeah, not, start not the this man. entire show. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's better than Marcus Smart. That's the people just... who know basketball, I'm sorry, <laughs> Michael, you're right. The people who know basketball on the show said Derek White should be starting over Marcus Smart. Right. Just a year ago, I didn't know the league, and now I now it's we we all agree that Derek White is better than Marcus Smart. Jones, good. your podcast, by the way, Slammed, has been phenomenal. I never miss <laughs> an installment. Jones Michael, it's is really not. Good. Jones is not on my podcast. What? Yeah. When am I coming on? When do I get to make an no, appearance? No, your podcast yeah, is I, just you're, a tip you're, in. you're dying to do extra. Do I, when do I get when do I get to make an appearance? <laughs> on the podcast uh that was brian scalabrini as we told you he joins us every wednesday sometimes 4 30 sometimes four o'clock we're never really sure uh you can check that out on the odyssey app if you missed any of it uh use the rewind feature check that out we'll get back to our big question of the day uh what's your takeaway from the nflpa survey especially with free agency around the corner will this impact the patriots i think it will we'll get to it right after trending with ryan garf call from mom answer it call silenced Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Follow the show on Twitter at Jones and Mego. Maybe you can DM me on Twitter. Don't be creepy. Don't be creepy. This is Jones and Mego on WEEI. I would say our pitch to free agents is, you know, this is a new program and we're, we're heading in the right direction. It's a new era. We have leadership with Gerard Mayo that is going to be tremendous. Like he's, he's just an unbelievable leader and developer of people. And I think that, you know, as we move forward with the new offense and defense, like it's going to be, it's going to be pretty special and exciting here. Elliot Wolf yesterday, it's the free agent pitch. Hey, our facilities suck. And we treat your families like garbage. And oh, by the way, we're dead last in spending over the last decade. But how about that Gerard Mayo? It's culture change here. How about that? What's not to like? Like that pitch sounds good. We got clam chowder. I thought that pitch sounded bad yesterday. I thought that pitch was was totally underwhelming yesterday. Now it sounds even worse today after this NFLPA team report card. We got a lot of Gatorade for you. Come on. Guys do they? who love football know that this is a place for guys who love football. I'm not sure they do. We got a big lighthouse. Okay, that they have. But we, you're like, they didn't... have lots of Gatorade? I'm not sure about that. Oh, come on. Every time you walk into that stadium when we go in there on Mondays, it's just like giant towers of Gatorades. Yeah, but like, it seems like a lot. And is it a lot compared to other teams? I'm I, like, no I, I love Propel. So when I see those giant stacks of Propels, I'm like, I, yeah, this is the honor system yeah, over here. But that's also for concessions. You think that's for the players? I don't think that they wouldn't let the players have it. Okay. I'm not so sure the the I'm not so sure the players like anything the crafts do down there based on this NFLPA survey. And so we've been talking about it all day long. You continue to vote at Jones and Mego. Like, what's your biggest takeaway? Which I am curious about. Most people are hammering craft, rightfully so, thank God. I'm surprised by the amount of people, especially when you start talking about the child care slash family support situation that they got an F minus on. Well, I, I know am why, really surprised at the why. amount of people who go, they're millionaires. Yes. Why don't you go get your own child care That's like exactly everybody what, else? Okay. And right. But I, I get why people say that, which is why we have to say in the pampered world of millionaire it's athletes. Such a, it's such a bad argument. Okay. But in the pampered world of, I get why people do it. Yeah, they don't, but they're not accountants. Okay. okay? This Mego, is what the other teams give. But what I'm telling you is people don't think that much about it. They just go, oh, I don't get child care at my job. So why should well, they get I'm, it at I'm theirs? I'm asking them to think about it. No, no. I'm telling you they don't. The people who are voting don't think. They don't They, they don't think or they're, you know, crass suck-ups. So they don't think. But if you think about it for two seconds, in the world of the NFL, it's standard. A family room is standard. Only 12 teams don't have it. Uh, daycare for your players is standard. Only seven teams don't have it. They're one of four that have neither. So, like, think about it that way. In your industry, pretty much every other office has this, but your job doesn't. How would you feel? That's the way to think about it. But I don't think players or people think about it that much. People just go, well, I don't have that at my job. And you know what? I, I don't have daycare. We don't have a family room. Why do these baby players need it? They're millionaires. All the other millionaires get it. 
And if everybody else in your line of work got something, you wouldn't have a problem with it? Of, of course you would. Of course you would. And so the crafts don't care. That that's that's who doesn't care about it. The players care. The crafts don't. And so most of you are beating up the crafts, although the numbers dropped a little bit. Seventy nine percent say ownership is cheap. That's the right answer. Twenty one percent say players are babies. And I would ask that twenty one percent, as Mego just uh, said, to use your brain a little bit and think about it. But I also wonder how relevant we think this is. Like, do you think it matters to players? Meaning, perspective free. It matters to people who are already on the team, last year's team, and look. I'm sure, Mego, the locker rooms are due and the weight room is due for a big upgrade because the World Cup is coming. And so I'm sure they're going to upgrade this stuff eventually for the World Cup. Not for their own players. These not for their employees. Are going to be lifting there? I, probably. They'll be doing something. And so I bet they're going to upgrade the facility. They probably have to upgrade the facility. There's probably minimum standards they have to meet. And based on this survey, I bet they don't meet it. There's probably minimum standards you have to meet and get your upgrades in place just to be a site for these World Cup matches, right? 2026, is that when the World Cup is here? Do I have that right? And so they're going to be one of the, I think they have like five group stage matches that'll be there. They're going to have to upgrade it. And eventually they will, but they're not doing it because they listen to their employees. They're doing it because they think they're going to make a crap ton of money off of the World Cup. That's why they're doing it, which really makes them no different than John Henry. It's just the crafts get talked about and treated so differently than John Henry. Not that I'm crying tears for him, but I feel like he at least gets a lot of blowback and criticism. We criticize him all the time. I don't hear it as much on craft, and hopefully this ratchets it up a little bit. But anyway, that's a sidebar. How much do you think it matters with prospective free agents? It matters with their employees. Bill's gone. Maybe that'll change. In a couple of years, maybe they'll upgrade their facilities because the World Cup is coming here. How much do you think it stands in the way of free agents signing here? Do you think it matters? I don't think it would stand in the way of free agents when they're offering them serious money. Like if they're coming in with a, a you know, briefcase full of cash for them, then I don't think they're going to look at it and go, ew, I don't like the weight room. I'm not going to come there. I don't think that's how it'll go. I don't know. But sure, some of it depends on the player. But it matters more right now than it certainly mattered 15 years ago. If you're winning and you have Tom Brady or you have Patrick Mahomes or you even have Joe Burrow, like, it probably is just more enticing to go somewhere that you know that you're probably go, going on a deep run in the playoffs most years. It's going to elevate your profile. You're going to get your stats. Like, everything's going to look good for you. But right now, you're not in that position. You are in a rebuild. You're starting a rebuild. I know that it feels like they've been in a rebuild for three-plus years, but you're in a rebuild now. And when you're trying to sell people on what the new era of your franchise is and promising that cash spending is going to look different, mm -hmm. yeah, I would say that this makes a big difference. So I think it emphasizes the way we felt yesterday, but maybe they got to go even further than I thought. You just you have to drastically overpay for free agents, which is fine, right, Robert? You There's no limitations. You know, you, you don't, you've never given Bill Belichick a budget. You always have given Bill what he asked for, right? So uh. go... Go out there and just overpay. That shouldn't be a problem for you, right? Go go overspend on these free agents. Fine. Oh, good. Well, that's nice. Your team sucks. You don't have a quarterback. You were a four-win team last year. You have crappy facilities, and you don't take care of players' families. But players will look the other way if you overpay them. They will. So go ahead and overpay them, right? That's what we should expect. 617-779-7937. Let me hear from uh, Bill Belichick, Ryan, not to put you on the spot, but the, uh, the Raiders facilities in Vegas. This is... I want to play this as just a reminder. We did it earlier in the show. But I want to play this as a reminder for everybody who thinks the facilities are about Bill. Like, oh, 
Well, I'm sure if Bill just asked for a better weight room or training room or decided to upgrade the nutrition or give a family room to their players, I'm sure Bill would have done that, right? We get texts like that. We get calls on that. Here's what Robert Kraft had to say when he went to Vegas. I'm sorry, Bill Belichick had to say a direct shot at Robert Kraft in Vegas a few summers ago. I think that Las Vegas would be an NFL city and have facilities like this. Facilities here are incredible. Um, this is a, the Taj Mahal of a football uh, facility. So, um, but yeah, no, it's a great environment. Looking forward to you know to being in the stadium and. Um, it's the Taj Mahal of football facilities, dot, 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 compared to the dump that we play in, compared to the crap that we give to our players. And so, look, I'm sure if Robert Stadium Kraft said... Stadium looks good. I'm sure if, looks good. They got a good team. I'm sure if Robert Kraft said, hey, Bill, uh, you want better facilities? You want a better weight room? Uh, let's take $5 million out of your salary, and we'll give it to the players. I'm sure Bill would have balked at that. But I don't think it's about Bill Belichick, and I think that answer underscores it. Let me give you one more that underscores it. And again, Ryan, not to put you on the spot because I didn't have this uh, planned out. Can I hear Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll from last summer discussing his time in New England. And I might cut him off because he goes on for a while. But here's what he had to say about his experience in New England. It's Weasley because he's trying to let himself off the hook and really blame the crafts. But listen to this in case you forgot about it. That situation from the start was a little challenging. We did everything first class in San Francisco. Right. I mean, top drawer, treated the players great. It was a clear philosophy that I, I was bringing. I was excited to unveil. Top the first drawer. thing we get to, we're having a, a mini camp. <laughs> and so I'm just checking out, you know, how the setup of it, how it's organized. I'm figuring into the, the menu for the players on that weekend, yep. you know. And Kraft comes to me and says, well, you know, we're not going to feed them like that. You know, we give them bologna sandwiches and chips and stuff like that. It hit me just as clear as a bell that I'm in deep trouble. Okay, right there is fine. I'm in deep trouble. Bologna sandwiches and chips is not top drawer treatment. No. And so it's like they meddled with Bill Parcells. They ran off Bill Parcells. Okay, you could say rightly or wrongly, Bill was flirting with the Jets leading up to the Super Bowl. Got it. They ran him off. They were giving Pete Carroll bologna sandwiches and chips. Bill Belichick made it work for a time. Then he lost Tom Brady and fell flat on his face. I would point to the Chiefs in this survey as a great example of whether or not the Crafts were ever great owners. We think of them as great owners. Were they ever great owners or did they just have Tom Brady? Because the Chiefs ranked 31st in this thing and they have Patrick Mahomes. And I just, I would never, never, never believe for all the criticism we give John Henry and the Red Sox, they would never do this poorly with their players. They would never do this bad. They just upgraded in a survey. their clubhouse. Thank you. They would never do this poorly. And so. And the players loved it. I hope in episode 11 of the Dynasty, maybe there's an addendum. See beautiful. Thank you. That's, that's, Thank you, that's Devers on their wonderful facilities over at uh, Fenway, which look, I mean, that thing's old as dirt. Uh, see beautiful. But. When it comes to the players in the clubhouse, they've at least upgraded that. Weight rooms and sleep rooms and things like that. Do the Pat- Patriots have any of that? Mm. Sleep rooms? He really loves it. Red Sox have that, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. They have little pods? It's where they hide from the media. It's oh, where okay. when the media's in the clubhouse, they go, oh, I got to go take a nap. It's when they go hide from the media. And so they would never do this badly. And I hope in episode 11, maybe you can, uh, when we get Jeff Benedict on next time, maybe we can ask him because he wants to come back on. And we're very grateful for having him on. He's the executive producer of The Dynasty. He was the author of the book, The Dynasty. Maybe when we get him back on, we can say, hey, do episode 11 on the crafts and how poorly they treat their players and their families and their facilities. Maybe maybe we can add that you as do a it. bonus episode of The Dynasty. Can you we do that, You could do please? it like a reverse Cribs, like the old MTV Cribs, and then it could turn into like 
uh, pimp my weight room. room. Ooh, no, room pimp my weight room. My weight room. Remember, like pimp my ride. They'd yeah, go oh, in yeah. and they'd be like, "Now you've got TVs in your trunk," and you'd be like, "Why would you want TVs in your trunk?" Oh, that's and a great idea. One time they put it in an aquarium in someone's back seat, and you're exhibit. like, "This is horrible." We could have exhibit, exhibit come on in. and fix up their. Except exhibit just keeps. Room. Exhibit keeps just suggesting that they put aquariums in every single room. <laughs> and he's like, okay, and over on this side, you've got a tank. And okay, oh, in the locker room over on this side, you got stingrays. And it's just an aquarium in every room. There's I an like aquarium this. in the treadmill. How am I going to feed? The fish are going to die. Pimp my weight room. I like this. This is a good idea. Uh, so anyway, I but just. But first, you have to do M- the MTV cribs and walk around and see how bad the facilities actually are. Yeah, right. Remember, the Patriots were ahead of the Jaguars last year. That was a rat-infested locker room. Like, literal rat-infested. That's what the players said. They are ahead of the commanders now. Like, the Jaguars zoom past. Jaguars are, like, number five in this, which probably tells you how little you need to invest in one offseason just to do better well, in the well, survey. Okay, they just needed to bring in, you know, somebody to take care of that problem. Okay, they went from 32 to 5? They just needed, like, an Orkin professional. So, look, Two big cats. I don't think it takes a lot of money. I just, I don't think Robert Kraft even wants to invest that. He well, did poorly last year and he time. did worse this year. This is prove it time for the Crafts because they did poorly last year. Last year and was, last year they was prove completed, it time. They completed a renovation that included putting together a big corporate rental space on one side of the stadium, a giant lighthouse, and trying to establish a new tradition of people ringing a bell before the games that you were about to lose. Yep. And a giant video board, as you said, Jones at the beginning of the season to show other teams highlights on like none of that really helps out with the line. survey oh, that was your good line. line Jones I don't, I don't I even know it nice. stuck with me I liked it <laughs> I thought it was very rude at the time but it proved to be true Thank you. so like what are you doing that does not just contribute directly to the bottom line immediately is it a corporate space that you're going to rent out nope. and you're going to sell it out for the next two years? Are you actually going to invest in the weight room where maybe you don't see an immediate return on investment or even a tangible one, but your team is happy and your players are happier around the stadium and saying that to other people in the league, yeah, the Patriots are state-of-the-art. They're up to the level of the rest of the league. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, by the way, you had the pimp my weight room idea. How about like a bar rescue? We get Taffer so, on there. I actually never watched that show. I feel like that's You've a big never guy seen, show. So I, I like John Taffer. I know Look, guys love that show. I haven't, seen, but I haven't like watched it religiously. But like, you've never seen an episode. No, never seen an what episode. Ch- what channel was it on? Is it? Are they still doing new Spike? episodes? Or what do they call they, Spike I, now? Uh, did Spike turn into FX? No, I don't know. It's not Spike anymore. What the hell is it? But that's where it was. You've never seen an episode? Mm-mm. Wow. It's worth they it. They just go in and they're like, your bar's gross. Yeah, and then so, they, so to me, they make get it a, less gross. They right? get a bit repetitive, which is why I haven't seen like a million of them. What's it called now? Uh, it just says the spike trademark remains in active use as a series of channels on Paramount Global's Pluto TV. Okay, so maybe maybe it is maybe it was Spike. I don't I don't recall where it was, but I've I've seen episodes, but they are very repetitive. It's like, oh, okay, I got it. Put it, fill up your own bar, your own beer glasses. Let's change the menu. Oh, a mold is a bad thing. Oh God, I didn't know that. Right. Let's. Uh, you I, know, I shouldn't have a wooden door that you would see in a living room as my freezer door. Let's up the cocktail menu. You know, let's turn everything into a sports bar. Like Sean I got Taffer, it. So wait, everything ends up being a sports bar. On Pretty that much job? everything ends up being the same. Yes, I mean, so I would say it's, it's somewhat like repetitive. The yeah. TVs and aquariums in Pimp Yeah, but he's entertaining. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay, Exhibit was very entertaining. Oh, uh, Taffer's Taffer's Taffer greater than Exhibit. Okay. Well, these I would meals not... are not nutritious. Thank you. You're I... making people sick. <laughs> I would rather have exhibit. 
do this. This is just free ideas for Patriots.com if you're listening. I like it. Uh, Twitch chat is telling us it's uh, it's on Paramount. It was on Spike oh, TV, yeah. I believe. Uh, look, all I'll say when it comes to uh, the crafts and this survey, which, again, they did so poorly. You know, treatment of families, 30th, F minus. I didn't even know that was a grade. Food cafeteria. They actually did okay on food cafeteria and nutritionist dietitian. I think a year ago that was kind of one group yeah. that they broke down into two this year. Uh, they were 12th in it a year ago. They were 15th and 20th. Food cafeteria, nutritionist, dietitian. That's a B minus for both. They had to do that for Trent Brown. <laughs> look at this man. Yeah. Does he look healthy to is you? That, is that why they did so bad in their facilities? Trent Brown just kept stinking everything up, <laughs> clogging the toilets. I was going to say, like, he was eating everything. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Right, there's no food left for anybody else. Locker room, C minus, 20th. Training room, C, 22nd. Training staff, B minus. That's 25th. That sounds okay. They were ninth a year ago, so they dropped dramatically in that category. Weight room, 32nd. They were 31st a year ago. Uh, that's an F, by the way. Strength coach, C minus. They were a B plus in 2023, uh, 28th and 31st. Team travel, they actually raised from 25th to 24th. Gross. They got a D plus a year ago and a D this year. Bill Belichick got a B minus from his players. That sounds good. Ownership got a D plus, which sounds poor. <laughs> The truth of the matter is it was basically the same grade. They both finished 27th in ranking. So while Bill got a better letter grade, Mego, as you pointed out, that just means the players went softer on their coaches than they did on ownership in general. If you're grading on a curve, they wound up in the same place. They're yeah, both 27th. It reads kind of like the players look at the coaches and they go, Meh. at the end of the day, I do like that I guy. I like Bill. And then with the owners, they're like, F that guy. Yeah, right. He's not paying me enough, and he's not spending enough on the weight room. So, again, their letter grades were different, and maybe that means the players like Bill more or just had more interaction with Bill or went softer on him. But at the end of the day, their rank was exactly the same. So I just I keep thinking now about Jonathan Kraft talking about buying the Herald in Spygate, uh, that episode of the he Dynasty. He said it wasn't worth it. He said it wasn't worth it. I'll tell you right now. Because I wasn't there at the time. I'll tell you right now. If I, I, I would shudder to see them running the Herald. Like if they, if I this don't know it would be that different. <laughs> if this is how you run your businesses, I would shudder, shudder to see how you'd run the Herald. The other craft kid is just trying to copy everything. He's doing the handwritten newspapers. <laughs> Never mind that you were too cheap to buy it in the first place. So Stop wanna, the presses and they take the hamster off the you, wheel. You want to talk? I, like, did you, re did you really think it wasn't worth it, craft family? Did you really think it wasn't worth it, the Herald? Or do you just not want to pay for it, like most things? 617-779-7937. Uh, um, just real quick, Mego, uh, neither here nor there. You saw the news that Richard Lewis passed away. I did. And that really is just, you know, it's we've been mentioning during training, Ryan has Stacey Wakefield. Like, this news is always just sad. The Wakefield passing oh, well, the, is I mean, extremely, the, the news about extremely devastating. Tim Wakefield passed away five months ago, and Stacey Wakefield uh, passed away earlier today, Correct. or at least the Red Sox made the announcement today. But even Richard Lewis is only, he was only 75, Okay, but right? like, that, but th this was within five months of each oh, other, yeah. and their kids are that's in their 20s, and that's devastating. It's like, that's honestly too sad to talk about. But when it comes to Richard Lewis, I hadn't thought he was in, in good health for a long time. He had time. Parkinson's diagnosed so last I, April. I was going to say, I didn't even know that. I, but I, I I didn't think he was in good health. I uh, I think if you're unfamiliar with Richard Lewis, and actually I was about to say intern Jacob. How old are you? 22, 21, 21. So I was about to say, do you even, are you even familiar with Curb? But he, you're the one who dropped in this news in Slack. Go back and watch Richard Lewis in season one of Curb. Absol absolute tour de force. And I was reading through a few different, I'm like, what are my favorite sketches? And I was Googling a few lists of, of Richard Lewis. 
um, or not sketches, rather, episodes and, you know, scenes that he was in. I disagree with most of the lists I, I saw. All the great Richard Lewis stuff, and not that he's not funny on Curb, all the great stuff is season one, including the first episode, The Pants Tent, where uh, Larry is screaming at Richard Lewis's girlfriend. Spectacular. Uh, I also love, and I couldn't quite remember what episode it was, but it was another early episode. It was episode four or five, where uh, Richard Lewis and Larry David wind up fighting over the same bracelet or whatever for Cheryl, and uh, Richard's girlfriend, who Larry can't stand, and... They're moving in Michael, who has a, a subsequent showing later on. He's blind. He's a piano player. The season of uh, the producers, he comes back. They're moving him into his apartment. Richard Lewis on that episode, spectacular. Like, See, just, they're so pissed, and they're just, they're moving this guy in, and he keeps bossing him around. Great. Go watch the first four episodes of Curb, and that, if you're unfamiliar with uh, Richard Lewis on Curb, that's where I would start. That's that that's all I would watch, to be honest. There's so many things on Curb that I think about in everyday life, which is kind of the point, but the one that I think about the most is whenever I go to a restaurant and I we're about to sit down at a table for two, and I think about Richard Lewis and um, crap, what's his name? Larry, Larry David. David? Oh, yeah, sorry, yes. Larry like, David. Larry David trying to get to the restaurant earlier than the other because they both want the seat that faces out rather than seat. the one that faces the wall. Yeah, I that? think about that every time, and sometimes I take the bad seat intentionally because it makes me feel like a better person. Like, look what I'm doing. I'm sacrificing for you. I get a lammy. You're like Tatum. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just going to say. You're like Tatum. I'm so humble. Look, I'm so nice. I gave you yeah. the good seat. Look, I think, like, I see people on the Twitch writing that it was, like, a hard 75. Like, whatever. It's just sad. No, for sure. And but look, go I, back and revisit. I understand he did other work. Most of, most of my consumption of Richard Lewis wasn't a stand-up comedy. It was it was Curb. Uh, but anyway, that's sad. And the Wakefield news on it, it's devastating. It's, it's really, it's really, really heartbreaking. Uh, you know, kids in their 20s, and they lost both their parents in a six-month span, uh, which is terrible. 617-779-7937. Uh, we'll continue here with all your feedback. We have triple play next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play! The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. With Jones and Mago. Triples is best. Triples is best. Triple Play is brought to you by the 99 Restaurant. They now have early week supper specials. Bring the whole family and enjoy a delicious roast turkey dinner every Sunday. Hearty meatloaf every Monday and crispy spinach and artichoke chicken every Tuesday. Jones and Mego, you have got to love the nines. It's a Wednesday. That means I have cut the break lines because it is wild card, bitches, Wednesday. Number one. Number one. Uh, if you missed it last night, I don't know how you could have, but the Cleveland Cavaliers were playing a very, very tight game against the Dallas Mavericks, which ended with a 59-foot buzzer beater from Max Strew. So number one on Wild Card Wednesday, Jones, what is your favorite buzzer beater in NBA history? Okay, I'm going to give you my real one first, and if it's not satisfactory, I'm going to give you a backup. Do you remember Milt Palacio? Do you remember that buzzer beater? No, what's your backup? Okay, that was in 2000 against the Nets. I just had to double check when it actually happened. But it was like crazy play, inbounds, less than a second left. It's like a three-quarter court shot. Like, I didn't get to run a play. I didn't get a full head of steam. 
like Max Struess did last night. Now, it was the crappy Celtics in the year 2000. I think it was still the Rick Pitino Celtics. Were we on to Jim O'Brien by then in 2000? I guess I don't remember. But it was it was just a uh, a thrilling buzzer beater. But if that's not good enough for you, I like the Derek White one from last year. Like, And, and maybe it's just because Scal uh, has Derek White top of mind. When Scal basically bent the knee and he said, Jones, you know more about basketball than I do. You were right about Derek White. <laughs> I was wrong about Marcus Smart. You were smart. I was dumb. You're pretty. Whoa. I'm ugly. It's basically Whoa. what Scal said. If you missed it, it's on the Odyssey app. Give me the Derek White buzzer beater. Uh, the only thing I don't love about that, not that Milt Palacio won like a playoff game or anything, it's a dumb regular season game, but the only thing I don't love about the Derek White buzzer beater is that they didn't go on to win the series and go to the NBA Finals because then that really would have been just a legendary buzzer beater. Instead, it was a nice memory from last year. So the first one I thought of was Kawhi in 2019 over Ooh, the Sixers. Oh, the big one. bounce? Yeah, that, that was, was a good one. so ridiculous, and it really did just change the whole se- I mean, change their whole path, and then they end up winning it all with Kawhi's one year in Toronto. And Toronto is like, we fully sold out. We don't care. We had our championship. Maybe a lesson to learn there. Like, hey, be happy with one championship because you only have one for how long now? Um, what was your runner-up? I was trying to think of like Jordan ones. Jordan has a couple to choose from. Against the Cavs. What do they call that? The shot? Yeah, the, the shot. Yeah. shot. Or like I was like one year old. Red Dodger yeah. you know? So I, I feel like I didn't watch that live, so I can't really. It's more just like the mythology. That Does Reggie Lewis with. count? Reggie Lewis, uh, what was it? The eight points in 10 seconds or whatever? I should know off the top of my head. Like, was that is that a was that a buzzer beater? Like, that was a crazy flurry at the end of the game, right? But was it a buzzer beater? I don't recall. Oh, I got another good one, actually. There were definitely great clutch shots. Yep. But to find a true buzzer beater is a different thing. Props to Mego, by the way, because not only was the shot great, Kevin Harlan was on the call, and this is... Is this the dagger? It's just purity in sports. Mine is also wildly irrelevant. Hang on. He called that? Yeah. I did that. It was was playoff game, big implications. Obviously, Raptors went on to do great things. Mine is also from like a meaningless game. Uh, It was Devin Harris playing for the New Jersey Nets, a half-court buzzer beater that Andre Iguodala knocked the ball out of his hands and knocked it right back to him, and he knocked Knocked it it down and sunk it for the win. And to me, when I think of buzzer beaters, that is always the first one that I think of. Uh, Let me ask you real quick. 5.7 seconds. That's not a buzzer beater, right? Because I just thought of another one, but there was more time left than I thought. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's clutch, and then there's buzzer beaters. Right. Like, the Larry Johnson four-point play for the Knicks, that was one I liked a lot. I like that Knicks team. There was a wild one last night in the Nevada-Colorado State game. The kid hit a full-court shot off the glass and walked it off. You know what that's code for, Mego? That means Mm -hmm. I won my money line bet because there was a boost on it. Somebody was up late on a boost on college hoops last night. Watch until the buzzer. Okay. I like it. All All right. right. All right. Those are our buzzer beaters. Number two. Uh, we've spent a lot of time talking about the report card from the NFLPA and how poorly your New England Patriots did in it. So for Wild Card Wednesday, number two, Mego, how would your high school or college facilities rank against the Patriots' current facilities right now? Are you are we talking about when I was there yeah. or as they are now? No, when you were there. Yeah. Okay, when I was are there. Are they that for much the nicer time? now? How much, yeah. When's the last you time you saw, you saw your high school facilities no, recently? No, no, no. I'm thinking of college. I don't care about oh, high school. High school, is... I went to a public high school. Was like, say, it wasn't that nice. I see. Yes, when you um, were in college, continue. My college facilities are constantly upgraded, which is pisses me off because I feel like we didn't get that when we were there. When's so. the last time you saw those facilities at GW? Uh, Probably like two years ago. We Why? go back for alumni weekends. You do? Yeah, our team does. Why? Because we like each other and we're friends. <laughs> we don't hang out with them independent of that. We do, but then we it's an excuse we go watch a game. Do you go to your high school reunion? 
Um, yeah, like I did like my ten year one. Yeah, I don't, I, haven't, I don't do any of those. See your old pal buckets over there. I like buckets, my friends. What's up? No. Oh, you don't see we buckets? Don't call her that. I was going to say, is the one who poops in the shed that's your high school friend or your college that's friend? That's buckets. That's a high school friend. That's a high school friend. That's there not a college well, I can see why you don't hang out with her anymore. I'll tell you something that. that really bothered me, though. We had two different weight rooms, speaking of weight rooms, and uh, one of them was for. We got to use it sometimes, but mostly we got to we had to use the crappy weight room. Uh-huh. And the really nice weight room was the basketball players' weight room. Makes sense. And when we took so pers- all the money. when that we took sense. prospective athletes around, we took lacrosse like high school lacrosse players who were thinking of committing. We would show them the basketball. I got to be honest, Ryan. Room. Now that I hear a player complaining about facilities, I want to change my vote. Yeah. Big question of the day. Yeah, big players babies. are babies. Now We're I like, want to change hey, my vote. Yeah, and here's our weight room. Isn't it beautiful? It's uh, really nice. We never get to use this one. Look, as much as I like to dump on the Patriots, uh, they they blow my high school's facilities uh, out of the water. I, I don't know what to tell you about North Country, but not exactly uh, nice facilities there. You probably had a better like ski mountain though. Uh, we we did. I let me tell Jay Peak. If I could put Jay Peak's facilities up against uh the the Patriots, I would probably go with Jay Peak. Uh, but there you go. I, I would give the Patriots the advantage. The architect that designed my old high school uh, also built hospitals, and it, the, the vibes of that whole building were very very creepy. So I don't really love all the facilities of my old high school. Can I answer the next one first? You can. Number three. Megan Onalini, what is one NFL combine drill you know you could do better than the rest of the staff at WEI? Drug test. <laughs> I would do much better on the drug test than anybody else. Your blood type is Mountain Dew at this point. That's not illegal. How would you do better than me? I don't know what you do. You would do much better than me? Probably. I don't think I don't I don't think so. I'm not a drug guy. I think I, I think, guess I wasn't thinking of you strongly. I was You're talking of about other else. shows. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Well, Not that what people are doing is illegal in this state. It's just if the NFL still frowns upon that, I would do better. So you'd do better than Greg? Probably. Well, you said this very definitively. I so know. you do better than Greg? Yeah, I think so. I don't be- think he imbibes a lot, but I don't imbibe on that at all. You'd do better than Courtney and Wiggy? Yes. Well, that was a yes. That was a very confident yes. you do better than Gresh? Ooh. That's a, well. I've heard Gresh say he doesn't, doesn't Gresh not drink? Yeah, but Gresh could be like Fourier where he gets into it by accident. Uh, like, hmm, look at this brownie. James Kennedy, <laughs> California sober. That's what that Fourier is. Fourier blamed me once because he had like a fistful of, of THC gummies. I'm like, dude, I said take one. So again, I have to compete against the rest of this station. The rest of the yeah. station. Do you want? Do you know all the? No, I don't. But like the four, I think the forty, I could do. You would be better at the forty than anybody else here. Than Christian Fourier wheeling around. Yeah, I think I would do better than him. (laughs) He's he's in a walking boot. I'm not. I'm not positive I would do better than you. I'm not positive I would do better than Keith. But like largely, yeah. Who else am I racing? Wiggy, Wiggy, Shot, Gresh. Yeah, I think I would do better. Andy Hart. I would. I think I would beat Andy Hart in a forty-yard dash. Andy Hart. Yes. What about a twenty-yard shuttle? I'm pretty good at a shuttle because I'm a nice little pivot. I, I, I think that's the event we can beat Brad speed Poe in a couple is, years Change ago. of speed is like you would like me as a receiver because change of speed is I need something. I, I might need excel. something longer form than the 40, though. The four, yeah. like, like, I might you need something want, longer than that. You want like a three-mile. You want a cross-country Yeah, race. then the only person who even remotely scares me in that is you <laughs> at this station. How uh, about interviews? <laughs> I don't think I'd do great there. What are my What are my other options? How about the Wonderlic? No. Do they still give the Wonderlic? I, I, I think they do give the. You could try to take the Wonderlic. The Wonderlic's hard. Ooh, I think I would be good at broad jump. Actually, I was going to say I think I would do a lot better than a lot of people here at the high jump, just because I know my knees are still intact, <laughs> and the rest of the 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 large O's around here would stand no chance against your boy. 
Okay. I got the I, wingspan, too. Look, my real answer is I don't think I would do better than than, than most people in any of these, but if I had to pick one, it's something related to running. It's the only thing I can do. So that's why I picked. I did pick the 40. But, like, I, would I be shocked if I lost the people in the 40? No, not really. Have you ever watched someone wipe out in a three-cone drill? Because it's very funny. No. I did see Chris <laughs> Jones uh, wipe out and then, uh, you know, flop out in the 40 a few years ago. I did see that. Oh, uh, there you go. That's triple play. <laughs> that's triple play. Each and every day. Making friends every day. 617-779-7937. Is a very confident and fast answer on Courtney and Wiggy, wasn't Drug it? Drug test. Yeah, that was, just, that was very, test. very judgy, wasn't it? Oh, incredibly judgy. Yeah, I'm judging. Ryan, would you do better than Ryan on the drug test? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. Yeah, I'm judging. You can judge me for drinking martinis. I, I would care. ask. I would I ask judge about, you for drinking Mountain Dew. I would ask about Arcan, but he doesn't. Does he even work here? Yeah. Like does I he mean, even like does he even would Arcan even, even still show an employee? Up or right? Would he try to do it remote. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you guys know who Lorena Bobbitt is. We'll get back to your phone calls coming up. Uh, Lauren, Bo- I I saw very bad news about Lauren Bobert. Uh, her uh, her son. I believe, oh. In trouble with the law. Not to bring back up Lorena Bobbitt. Uh, 617-779-7937. Let's get back to the Patriots trading back. And apparently, Bill Belichick loves a quarterback in this draft. Just into, what do you know? Just when Bill gets his ass fired, he finally decides to like a quarterback. Yeah, let's, get to, right. let's get to that next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.